Let's hop into a time machine, because we're headed all the way back to season one as Charles... We're having a meeting here. Karen, the rest of us will just wait. And Pete will be joined by editor Hank Van Aken to discuss East Side Story, the one where Brandon has a thing for Carla, and One Man and a Baby. You know, the one where Brandon watches Joey. Oh, and when Brenda and Kelly go skydiving. So don't miss it Wednesday night, November 18th, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern at Beverly Hills, 90210show.com. Plus, you never know who might stop by. Hey, Morton Munts here. Uh, Just wanted to give you guys a little update on what I'm doing with my life after college. Um, But before we get into that, um, I just, I have to do this. I've always wanted to do this. Okay. Okay, so after college, I took it upon myself to uh, purchase a failing brewing company. I mean, after many drunken nights in the keg house, it, why, why wouldn't I? <laughs> so uh, I'm now a CEO and mad brewer of Keg Stand Suds, and it's doing really well. We're in uh, 61 markets across the world. I've won a couple of awards for my IPA called The Madman. Um, it's a little bitter, but, uh, oh, so sweet. It's so good. It's so good. Uh, I literally have a hundred bottles of beer on the wall inside my house. Literally. Uh, my, my wife isn't happy with it, but, uh, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> uh, on the weekends, I also help her out at her produce stand, uh, at the farmer's market. So I guess you could say I'm a part-time produce manager as well. So take care, y'all. Hey, Beverly Hills 90210 fans, are you ready to dive deep? Episode by episode, storyline by storyline, character by character, as we break down the making of your favorite zip code with your host, Charles Rose. Did I say that? Mary Mullen. This thing about the, the, the real person, and we go, what? We're getting rid of this guy. Pete Ferrero. And growing up, my like TV crush is Claire Arnold. So, I mean, she has to come on the show at this point. Fashion guru Perry She was Sanderton. like 25 or something. <laughs> she looks so old. Like so many special guests. And all your questions. Live on the Beverly Hills 90210 show. Oh, yeah. Okay, this is happening. We are here live. And we have Kathleen Robertson with us. And Molly fell out. Molly fell out. She's back. Kathleen, how are you? It's so good to have you here. Thank you. It's nice to be here. Thanks for having me. I'm getting attacked already. Pete's dream come true. Yes. Okay. It's it's happening. It's it's awesome. Hey, Kathleen, this is probably the first time that you've looked back on some of these clips and uh, you know episodes all those years ago. Was it a fun trip for you to kind of revisit that character? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my reaction right now is kind of what my reaction was watching. I just kind of was, I, I mean, I honestly haven't seen that footage in, I don't even know how many years. Um, yeah, it was really, fu- it was really funny and really fun to watch it and see it all. It was um, unbelievable episodes that we, that, that, that we did, that I did. Um, and God, I changed my hair a lot. 
Yes, we're going yeah. to give you some of that <laughs> for sure. I mean, I forgot half of them. I forgot. You and Tori were in a race for that. Who could change their hair more episode to episode? <laughs> the spit curls, the spit curls dominated in the, the season four. Um, there was a lot of there was a lot of strong fashion choices going on, which I appreciated. I can't wait to look at some of those. Uh, Chuck and Larry, uh, have, haven't seen you guys in a little bit. How, it's been some times that we got oh, past nice. all the election stuff. How are you guys feeling and doing? All good, Chuck? Larry? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, very excited to see Kathleen. It was a long pursuit of Kathleen. It started, I must have been the spring. So it's yeah. fantastic. We, we, you know, we, we, you know, we romanced her just like, you know, man, but, you know, it, it was worth it. You definitely. definitely, you definitely did, and my son is is to thank for me being here because my son, uh, William, saw all of the stuff that you guys posted. I don't know how, he <laughs> things, you know? and he was the one that kept saying to me, "Mom, you have to do this. They really want you to do this," you know. Um, and yeah, the the little boy. I, I can't remember his name. The sweet little boy. Yeah. Oh, that's my that's my nephew Ryan. And, okay. yeah, oh, yeah. God. yeah, I mean, it was just definitely. Uh, he really. Yeah. <laughs> he needed you to come to the dark yeah. side and to the yeah. show. Yeah, and you're. Yeah. Pete's next call was going to be to Justin uh, Trudeau, I think. That was, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's yeah. great. <laughs> what angle could we take? Maybe that one. All right, let me ask you guys and start Chuck and Larry. You have Chancellor Arnold. At some point, you guys decide to create his daughter, Claire Arnold. Where did that Where did that come from for you guys? Start with Chuck. Well, just from the the notion that you know we let's get somebody funny, the Chancellor's daughter, the wild child, and, and, and see where it goes. And uh, and I was looking, interestingly enough, that the first episode that Kathleen was in was um, change, one, partners. change partners and what happened. And then five episodes later, we picked up your character. And that's yeah. because we just, because you were not hired, I don't believe saying it's a recurring part. No, were you, she, she you were not hired for six, she was hired for six, I think. We had, Chuck, I remember, we had I to was, find another complication for Brandon to get us through to the end of the season. And, uh, Basically, we're looking for the boss's daughter. I mean, he was the chancellor's yeah, lackey. Exactly what better right. thing to do in, you know, this kind of wild child, bring her in, not quite in uh, even the end of high school. And I have to say, I borrowed something from my life where I had to take the boss's daughter to the prom, which we actually <laughs> use in this thing. And and uh, I think it's a later episode. But uh, yeah, it was six episodes and she just, you know, it was so exciting. We just wanted someone smart and funny even and it, younger. Even though it was six episodes, because we did it many, many times, unfortunately. If indeed it didn't work out, number one, that was thank you. It was done. This was the exact opposite of that, as as evidence of the fact that that after season four, you were there for my last season, season five, and uh, and much longer than anyone uh, would have ever yeah. anticipated. Yes, you stayed to season nine, right? Seven. No, seven. Oh, you left in seven we left, right. we left together. We left together. Oh, we good. can talk well, about that. That's you. Sorry. And you can hold your head up high. Yeah, I definitely remember um, it was only five. I think it was five. Um, I remember the day of my audition. It was um, so the huge earthquake that happened. 
the Northridge earthquake. was the day of my audition. And so the audition was canceled, but I was Canadian and I was, you know, like, I didn't really know, like, why is this such a big deal? Like it's an earthquake, but isn't this just kind of what happens in Los Angeles? And so then like a couple days later, they, they said, so they still want you to go in and audition for Fernando Cuarto. And so I went and I remember going to the audition and there was hardly anybody there. And I think it was because of the earthquake. And I still to this day, I'm like, oh, that's probably why I got the job because like no one was there because of the earthquake. Um, and I also remember I was wearing a really weird hat you remember my weird hat? I do, I do. I mean, all that stuff, <laughs> it worked in your favor. All that stuff I was worked in your a favor. Super weird hat that you guys, that Molly ended up loving, and that we wore when I did the weird scene with the handcuffs, where I was yeah, wearing back, the backwards black, hat, the backwards, black, uh, the backwards yeah, hat. Backwards weird hat. Right. That was what I wore to my. That's right. I exactly. wore it to my audition, and I mean, it <laughs> and I'm like, I can't believe I wore. It. I mean, yeah. but yeah. That was yeah, we couldn't wait. What did we do to exploit her? It was fantastic. Yeah. What's so, that, Molly? What'd you say? I said I think the bottom of that outfit was from trashy lingerie. Yeah, and, and it was my combat boots. I remember, like, I was like, I want to wear yes. my combat boots. We, like, if well, I'm gonna wear lingerie, you were so little. We always like to anchor you on the ground with some large shoe. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, I remember. I remember. I mean, I honestly remember the fitting for that outfit and being nervous because I had never done anything where I had to wear, you know, basically underwear on camera. And I remember saying, to "You like, can I wear my combat boots just so I don't feel weird?" It was a great look. Yep. Yeah, I think it was. Awesome. I think it's what everybody sort of first remembers you with. Uh, let's look at one of those scenes quickly. I know we talked about doing all the square dancing stuff. Do you remember doing that? Uh, vaguely. I wouldn't say I have a super strong memory of that. But that must have been, I mean, you walked into this show, you come in. Were you, did you know of 90210 prior? You knew what it was? I definitely knew what it was. Um, but the funny thing was that I didn't really know, I of course knew what it was. I mean, everybody knew what it was, but I wasn't super familiar with, you know, the intricacies of like who was who and what the storylines were. And so I remember calling my sisters and my best friend, Allison, back in Hamilton and saying, I have an audition for an show and I have a scene with Brandon and uh, someone, you know, and saying like, who's Brandon, you know, who's this character? And they were telling me all that like, this person was played by this, you know, and writing it all down just so I knew kind of like who I was, you know, working with, but, um, but I definitely knew, like, when I got the job, I definitely knew that it was a big deal. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you went from, you know, uh, what was the show that you guys were talking about? <laughs> Maniac Mansion. You went from Maniac Mansion to Beverly Hills 90210, right? Correct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, take a look at this clip. I think this is how, well, you know, we obviously know about the square dancing, but this is really, I think, where everybody gets woken up. You said stay put. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. You got to go. I don't know where you're going, but you're going. Where's the key? You won't find it in there. It's hidden. On me. Somewhere. Try your luck. 
I got a better idea. You want to spend the night here? Fine. Good night. There, there you have it. Welcome to the show, handcuffs and all. Yep. Welcome to my TV crush. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was it like doing all that stuff? I mean, it was super weird for sure. Like it, <laughs> I mean, it was definitely it was definitely surreal. I think to um, given how massive the show was, you know. Um, you know, the characters at the, I mean, at the time it was like, they were on the cover of Rolling Stone and it was like, you couldn't, there is no, there is no comparable show today that is anywhere close to how big that show was at the moment that I was cast, you know? Like, I can't think of, my son is always like, well, was it as big as Riverdale or was it as big as, and I'm like, oh my God, it was like, you know, <laughs> I mean, the fact that we're still talking about it all these years later, you know, is, is, is exactly, you know, sort of it was. So I think it was definitely, um, you know, it, it was just, it was my first, it was my first American job. I was like a girl from Hamilton, Ontario. I was driving a Geo Prism, you know, I was broke. <laughs> I literally was like all of a sudden overnight went from, you know, being completely unknown to having people literally like freaking out, running up to me in the grocery store. So it was, it was massive. Huge. What was that like? What is that like for you at that time to deal with something like that? What is that like? Um, it, it it was it it was very sudden. Like I, I think again, like I don't know what the comparable would be today. Like I don't know what show or what sort of thing you could compare it to because it was um, it was honestly overnight. Like I remember I was renting an apartment in Brentwood and I remember like when my first episode aired going to the post office, like the next day. And honestly, I mean, this isn't me exaggerating, like honestly, within a day of my first episode airing, people were just like coming up to me on the street. Mm -hmm. um, and it just was, it, it was so sudden. It was such a sudden thing of going from being completely an unknown human being to everybody knowing, you know, it was just very, very, very strange. Yeah. Do you still get some of this recognition from 90210? If you Oh my God, of course. Yeah. yeah. I would imagine. All the time. Uh, Larry, you guys wrote some of this stuff with the handcuffs. Yes, okay. I certainly did. Actually, I'm responsible for exploiting the young lady. I was known as an exploiter. <laughs> it, was a, it, was a, it was a, you know, I got, I got a reputation for that, unfortunately. But uh, you know, uh, but uh, she, she was so great. I mean, I mean, I mean, I think you know, Chip Johansson and Chuck and I, obviously, uh, and Steve. Uh, I think all the the guys really had a hand in that character, and we just kept pushing ourselves for it because she she was able to handle it all. I mean, that scene there was just so cool. I mean, he said, I mean, you know, it all it all just played in a, a kind of a level. I never got a thank you letter though from Jason for thanking us for doing that for him. You know, I mean, he, why he, he just came as a Boy Scout? He didn't... <laughs> I know, but just to he had to get in there with that kind of heat. Um, you know, he does do a fantastic <laughs> reaction to seeing her. It, it is good. I'm sure he did it about five times, but it was it shows you what a good actor he is. Uh, but yeah, no, it's just delightful, and you know, it just did everything we wanted. So I mean, we really thought we hit gold, and I'm not surprised people uh, mobbed you afterwards. Chuck, you were going to say something, yeah. Well, yeah, those those handcuffs were so good, and you were so facile with them 
And if you know, if you remember, we brought him back in year five. That's right. Uh, but, but this time you you put David in the handcuffs yeah. and yeah. she had to stay on the bed. And uh, yeah, because Karen want, wrote that. She wanted to say hello to you, Kathleen, uh, as oh. well, my wife, Karen. Yeah, tell her hello from me too. Yeah. It's sure. good we bring things like that back, you know. We haunt the character. Yeah, because I thought that we're a good performance from the handcuffs. We had to bring the handcuffs back. Yeah, For exactly. Sure. <laughs> we, we had a, we had an option on them. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, that's great. I mean, I, I can't even imagine you walking in and doing some of that. What is Jason Priestley like to work with back in that time period? He was great. And I mean, we're both Canadian. So I remember that was kind of like a weird for me, like a bit of a comfort zone, you know, like Canadians definitely have a thing where the minute somebody else, you know, you're like, oh, you're Canadian. So there's like a bit of a, of an instant comfort. Um, Molly too. Molly yeah, too. Sure. Molly too. Oh, Canada. I remember, I, remember, I remember that was kind of like our connection too, for sure. I remember like us always talking about, you know, Hillfield and your, where, where was your school you went to again? You don't remember, what was your, what school Ransom, did you go to? Ransom That's right, Hall. Ransom, Ransom Hall, yeah. Oh, so, yeah. I played Ransom Hall. Like a comfort zone. Um, yeah, yeah. And you guys um, were from Hamilton and it was after uh, Marty Short and who's the other one? Eugene Levy. Eugene was from there also. Was he really? Yeah, Jean's yeah, from Hamilton. Yeah, they did well, meet the show from the West Coast. No, they were the. Yeah, the look that up. Yeah, they they were all on me. They all did Maniac. Mansion. How is your family, Kathleen? They're good. Everybody's good. Yeah, well, I don't know if they're watching. And but you're they married, are. and you have a son. I have two sons. Well, there you go. Can I ask what their ages are? Way to go. What yeah, are their I, names? I know. I know. I, I feel like I need to show a photo, but I, I can't. I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. You do. It might take me a moment to pull it up. But, yeah. um, so I have a 12-year-old boy named William, and I have a 4-year-old boy named Bennett. Wow. Very nice. Um, okay. And I have, I have a cool. husband named Chris. <laughs> yeah, there's one of those as well. Right? Uh, yeah. Are they in California? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We um nice. we we live we live here in Los Angeles. Um no longer in the Brentwood apartment building that no, down this No, no. Yes, I was so worried. I had two friends besides you that lived in that building. Ugh. Crazy. Yeah. Uh let me ask you, Kathleen. Um they put you, they pair you at, with Nicholas Pryor, um, you know, as your dad. What was it like working with uh, Chancellor Arnold, Nicholas Pryor? Oh, he was lovely. I remember just loving him. He was so sweet and, you know, just fantastic. I, I, again, like he was, you know, so seasoned and experienced and had so much sort of, um, you know, he was definitely, definitely helped me kind of feel feel comfortable and feel at home. He was great. I loved him. Sarah Page Hall says, Clara was so edgy, cool, outspoken, sexy, and smart. Such an awesome addition to the show. I, oh, I, I, I agree you. with that. Yes. You know, right. Sarah, you know, she was also she's from, down, she's from Australia. Kathleen, that one's from Australia. Oh, that's so cool. Thank that's you That's so where much. she's from, yeah. All right, let's see. We have some, we have some fun uh, Claire looks right from the get-go. This is Claire. Oh, 
this is Claire going to the prom, right? Is that what you referred to before? Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. With the long black gloves. I love it. Yeah. Perry um, works in fashion, so that's why she's with us. Perry, what do you think of some of these Claire uh, staple outfits? This is the I mean, yeah. utterly iconic. Like, Claire <laughs> is, they're iconic looks. I was going to say, be kind. <laughs> well, in one, of the, in one of the past episodes, I think we were talking with Molly about some of the characters, and I was saying that I think of all the characters, Claire... Claire really embodied, for me anyway, watching the show as, I wasn't a teenager, I was a little bit younger, but embodied what the 90s was. Like before you said Claire's hair was always changing. Well, so was mine in the 90s. Every, I feel like every few weeks I had a different, I had a blonde stripe in my hair. Or I was box dyeing it red. Or mm -hmm. I would be like, ooh, you know, everybody's wearing vinyl pants from Patricia Field, so I have to go get vinyl pants. And I felt like Claire really embodied the 90s in a way that the other characters didn't. Yes, the other characters wore like their floral dresses and their mini backpacks, but I felt like Claire really nailed that like hard hitting 90s look that I always tried to aspire to. So right. I'm all in on Claire's, on Claire's fashion and her beauty. I love that it was always changing. Well, it was, very punk, it was very punk, too, and very, you know, kind of grungy. Punk. Punk That's what I mean. It's like up. kind of 8th Street. I'm from New York, and, like, I felt like it was a little, it was definitely California, but I felt a little New York in that, whereas the other character just kind of looked like any city at the time. But I yeah. felt like Claire really nailed that, like, yeah. punky 90s side that was my dream to look like at the time. And still is. Yeah. Uh, Charles, what do you want? To, you had some. I have a question for Molly because uh, clearly, um, you, you know the range of looks that you're talking about with, with <laughs> Claire's character, the Kathleen wrote was, you know, just time and time again was just was just terrific. Look at all, that one; I specifically love. Yes, but same. Molly, I, you know, fashion <laughs> design right from the start, right when I started the show, this was going to be Mr. Spelling's domain because. We had no money to make the show, so I just spread T-shirts and blue jeans, and then, though, he wanted more, so that was that. I'm wondering, did he ever – I know he would probably call about some of the other characters about their looks and what – did he ever do that with you with Kathleen? Did he ever get on the phone and say, I like this or more of this? Did, did you ever have a oh conversation Here we go. With, with my boss about Kathleen? Maybe. Wardrobe. Wardrobe. Look, Kathleen. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's to you, Molly. Oh, that's to Molly. Okay. <clears throat> oh, that's to Molly. No, yeah. I don't think I ever had any kind of. I just that was just curious as we were talking. Oh, okay, I, Kathleen did. Oh, <laughs> Kathleen. I I got in a. I don't know if you guys remember this, but I got in a lot of trouble. Um, I don't know which season it was, but Pete, I know you'll know, and you can help me out here. Uh, gosh, I got you. The season where I did the skunk hair. This go this the kabuki look. Oh yeah. yeah. Like when I when I came back after break. Well, there was two times. So one time I came back after hiatus, and I dyed a chunk at the front blue. Right. And it was and it was amazing. And literally, they made me dye about. They wouldn't let me do it. Like Aaron basically freaked out and. They said, you know, I mean, that my agents were called. Everybody was like, you have, they won't let you go on camera with the blue hair. Um, and I really pushed back and I really said, you know, here's why, I mean, this is so my personality, but I so came in from a place of like, 
I, I literally spoke to Aaron about it. And I said to Aaron, like, here's why I think you're wrong. And this is like, so exactly what, what Perry said, like, this is so people will love it. Kids will yes. love it. It's super reflective of like what's in right now. Claire is like a character that pushes the envelope and like, trust me. I just kept saying like, trust me. It's, it's great. It's cool. Like, it's amazing. The fact that you don't like it is exactly why we should do it. And I lost <laughs> and they said, basically die back or you're fired. And I said, okay. Dying it back. This was on the ear watch, Larry. Where's I think so. Uh, you know what? Uh, I, I I just remember there was one really uh, look that we did not like. I don't remember the being blue, though. I don't remember the oh, blue. I just remember. Skunk. And then the skunk one, everybody the hated. The skunk one. Yeah, the, I remember like, the skunk everyone one. Everyone hated the skunk hair, and I, of course, loved it. And I loved it. Yeah, had, we thought. And yeah, then we, I also got into it again, like, and had to, you know, I definitely got in a lot of trouble. Well, no, that was like my. Wait, Molly. Molly's Molly got a picture. You got to move it to the. You got to move the picture a little, Molly. In yeah. front of the camera. Move it the other direction, Molly. <laughs> <laughs> well, Molly moves the picture. <laughs> one of the reasons. One of the reasons, by the way, that, that person. Go ahead, Chuck. It's okay. And yeah. we love you for that because I'm not either. <laughs> um, <laughs> Kathleen, one of the reasons that Spelling would have said no to that is that he was very weird in some ways about it. He felt that if you were too hip in a time, then it would hurt in syndication. And by this point, we were already going to be a show. He told me that in season one. I said, you think we're going to make syndication, Aaron? And he laughed. I mean, he said that for me in about episode seven or something. But, um, uh, but, you know, so that was always his, that was his overriding thought, even if he personalized it or something. Yeah, he just, possibly. Yeah, you know, he always pointed out to Mount Miami Vice as the. Mm, I see. Uh, the, the Maybe he, not to do. he might have been worried all the other girls might want to do it too, since it was always the kind of thing. I seemed like everyone would kind of try to copy everyone, or is that just my imagination? I don't think any of those girls would have copied my look. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, Maybe uh, the girl that played uh, Tori. Tara, Kate uh, so. Moss maybe would have done that. The the stalker, Kelly. Uh, we're not. Oh, <laughs> Tara. Yeah. yeah. We, we just we had, had Paige. Ma we just had Paige Moss on the show. The uh, woman who did uh, the Kelly uh, single single white female story. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. yeah. Yeah. yeah she she, she takes your orange juice. You're very upset about your orange juice. I said, <laughs> which, which I noticed when you first moved in in the episode we saw with your first move in. You also have orange juice. You know, a very consistent character writing. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you, Chuck. Um, I'm curious what it was like. Then you did six episodes in season four, and then at some point they said, do you want to come back, right? So what was yeah. that process like for you? And I'll, and I'll ask you guys the same thing, Chuck and Larry. What was that for, like for you, Kathleen, deciding to come on? Um, I mean, it was hugely thrilling. I, I remember, again, like it was supposed to be a, a quick little job, and I didn't find out. I think the, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the only reason I was brought back was because the character was well received. Um, sure. You know, yeah. and I, I think people just genuinely were kind of into her. That's usually why you bring a character back. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, the staff really yeah. liked I mean, they I liked mean, writing I, for you. But, but I didn't know. I mean, nobody knew. It wasn't like I knew. I remember, like, we sort of, I think I think we did it and then we were done and then I sort of found out um, sort of found out oh they want to bring you back and they want 
want you to be a regular. And then I remember when I first started back as a regular, like the other cast didn't know. And I remember that was a little bit weird. Like I remember, you know, like I think Jason found out while we were shooting a scene and he was like, what do you mean? Or, or I, maybe I'm wrong. I mean, I might be wrong, but I just remember, I just remember no, I, I, a bit of like, it was a bit awkward because nobody really knew. And then it was like me having to sort of tell people, yeah, I'm, I'm a regular now. And I of course felt, you know, um, I always felt like I was sort of the, like the outcast. Like I never really felt super much. Like I, I was always a little bit of an outsider. Not, not. Um, I don't know how to describe it. I guess just because of where I'm from, and you know, I'm just. It, it just always felt a bit surreal to me. You know, um, I never, and I wasn't on from the beginning, so I always was a bit of. There always was a bit of that thing of, um, you know, originals. Yeah, like playing a secondary character, you know, when you, you know, you are, I was a secondary character. I was not one of the main characters. And so, you know, there's always a bit of that thing of feeling like, do I fit in? And does anybody, do they like me? Do they not like me? Um, so, you know, that was definitely, and it's also like we were kids. We were so young. So like a huge part of that is just in, in any job. I mean, let alone the biggest show in the world, but like in any environment, if you go into it when you're that young, you know, you just want to sort of fit in. And, and it was, uh, it was, it, it was, it was a lot, you know? Well, I mean, the thing is, is like every episode of this podcast that we've done, I think every person that comes on and talks about being a guest star speaks to feeling the same exact way that you just spoke to, yeah. uh, you know, because it's, you know, you're new to that world and that can be, I guess maybe intimidating. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, you said what I was going to say, Pete, is that I, you know, we, we do these deep dives with episodes and we looked at the one about intervention uh, where, and, and you weren't in the intervention and you run into uh, Valerie at the shopping mall and you make the point in dialogue, you know, we're not Beverly Hills. Right. And, uh, and Karen is, uh, we have two couples we're very good friends with. And uh, so there's six of us, and she's the only one who's not from Beverly Hills. And believe me, she could relate to that uh, mm. line. We start talking, you know. But I so. think that's what we all fell in love with. Was that yeah, I was going to say that was Claire, you know? And yeah. I'm speaking for myself here. But Claire <laughs> was not like anybody else on the show. She was, she was exactly what the show needed at that point. And I'm, I assume that you brought a lot to Claire. What are some of the things that uh, that you that you brought to the character? I mean, I definitely think um, I definitely think, <laughs> I I um, I was very and Molly can speak to this. Like, I was very very adamant about her look being what it was. I mean, all of the choices of her look. Like, I remember. Um, you know, Molly, I don't know if you remember this, Molly, but I've never worked on anything since. Let me do this. And it was the coolest thing ever. But like Molly would sometimes let me because Molly and I were buds and, you know, she trusted me and she knew how into fashion I was. And Molly would sometimes let me go. I don't know if I'm, if I'm allowed to say this. I'm going to get in trouble. I'm going to get in trouble. Go for it. But sometimes I would go shopping for Claire and I would buy stuff and then I would bring it in and be like, what do you think? And then we would go through it and she'd be like, this is probably too much or this is cool or whatever. And then like, you know, so I, a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff that I look at, I'm like, oh my God, I remember buying that on Melrose, like, like the chain mail top, that weird purple chain mail top that I wore in all the press photos. Like that was like, I bought that on Melrose at like a weird 
I remember going with you to Melrose. Yeah, we would go to Melrose and like walking we would, up and down, going in stores, and yeah, you would put yep. stuff on over what you were wearing, yep. and we would buy it. Yeah, <laughs> but it was, you couldn't do that with everybody. Yeah, we we but totally. I mean, so that all that Kathleen and I kind of agreed on that. Yeah, yeah. Holly wants to know, oh, my God, this is amazing. Pete, how are you feeling? Ha ha. I'm feeling wonderful. <laughs> Kathleen looks crush, TV crush worthy, you know, and I love it. <laughs> so I'm doing I'm doing wonderful. Thanks for checking in on me. All right. Let me show you this. I think this is relevant because uh, Alex Trebek just, you know, passed. Mm, yeah. recently. So here's another, a, another Canadian on Jeopardy. And yes, exactly. Yep, hang on, that's not a clip. Hang on. <laughs> Maybe I'm not doing so good. Uh, here it is. Sorry. And here are the categories. We start you off with Minnesota studs. Next, we have Walsh's, Twins, Chancellor's Lackeys, Hot Guys, and finally, Presidents. I'll take Minnesota studs for a thousand. The answer is he and his fiery twin sister, Claire. Who is Brandon Walsh? That's right. You retain control of the board, so pick again. Okay, I'll take Walsh's for a thousand. Answer. This Walsh, one of America's... Claire? Who is Brandon Walsh? That's right. Another thousand for you, and that sound means you're out of double jeopardy, and Claire winds up with $52,000. Johnny, tell her what she's won. Well, Claire, you have won your very own Brandon Walsh. With movable limbs and combable hair, this Brandon comes complete with his very own Mustang and will provide hours of fun. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Way to go, Chuck. To go that was, yeah, that was great. And we it was were, so much we, fun we, being we, there. We and, you know, that was my fantasy. I used to watch Jeopardy with my grandmother, just like Andrea did, to prove that the money they were spending for college was worthwhile. <laughs> Even though I come home at three in the morning, see, I still know all this stuff. So Jeopardy mattered a lot, and um, and I and I watched the episode, of course. And I have to apologize to you, Kathleen, because it's very wow. clear that your character would have won. When we did that when we did that thing in the uh, Peach Pit after dark, and we're asking pretty basic questions, and you and Brandon look dumbfounded and. And Andrea's, Andrea's just going through it. And we, well, this was not, we, we didn't set that up right because when you started, at, when you, in, in the opening scene, it was in the, in the college at the, at the union, you knew stuff, you knew it in French, you know, this, right. you weren't going to lose. But of course, we had to, uh, Andrea um, Zuckerman needed the money more than Claire Arnold. So. <laughs> Plot wise, so we had. It, yeah. it was just amazing we got to do that. It's just that Alex, you know, it's just it's just amazing. You know, looking yeah. at it back at it now that we. Look, but he was, you know, he acted in the thing. It wasn't like we just used it. He just, you know, he played yeah. along with the gag. Wow. What was it like yeah. for you doing that, Kathleen? Say it again. What was that like doing that for you? Uh, well, it's funny. My mom and my aunt Betty actually were visiting me from Hamilton when we filmed that episode, and so they got to meet Alex, and they were on set with me. So oh, yeah, I, remember it, I remember it vividly. Like it was an it was an incredible day. I mean, there was a lot going on because those were double ups, right? And it wasn't uh, oh, yeah. that was right yeah. when uh, what was that like working for you doing doing double ups? Double ups, and, crazy. Yeah. 
crazy. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I've, I don't know. Like, does anybody do that anymore? No, no one's ever done it since after yeah. season seven, ever. <laughs> I mean, it was insanity, and it actually, like, I have to say, like, every job I've done in the I last agree. many years since then, I always laugh when people bitch and moan about, like, schedules being hard and, and being, like, tired or whatever. I'm always like, you have no idea until you've done double ups. I mean, it was, ins it was insane, and I wasn't even, you know, um, it wasn't even like I had, you know, as much to do as some of the other actors, but um, it was a lot. The only time I had a gripe with Claire Arnold, and I'll, and I'll show that to you. All right, type in go interrupt. There's a whole Rolling Stones section. Okay, one sec. Let's just check out this live chat conference first. See what these Cretan fans are saying. The San Diego show was awesome. Mick was shaman like. Keith was killer. The Stones rule. Kenny. <laughs> Claire, what are you doing? Chatting back. Kenny. Obviously, anyone who uses as many cliches as you do probably wouldn't know good music if it was injected into his ear. Claire. Claire, these people are going to jump down your throat. You're going to get flamed. Exactly. Oh, here come the angry responses now. The first, now, first this, internet this, troll on TV. Yeah, it's, right. it's Claire Arnold, the first troll on t internet troll on TV. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Before the web. Remember? That was before the web. Yeah. Do you remember doing that, uh, all that Rolling Stones episode? I totally remember the Rolling Stones episode. I actually was kind of bummed that you didn't send me that clip. When you're at the Stones show? Yeah. Sorry, I didn't pull that one. <laughs> yeah. um, you'll have to send, send you the whole episode. Yeah. yeah. The whole episode. It was great. I mean, it was that night was insane. Like, yeah. I, I, that night was unreal, insane. Us literally being. I yes, think we, it was. I, yeah. We had David, we had David Simmel on that we talked about it. Yeah. Well, that was my that was my personal favorite location. Yeah. And in my least favorite location, I was with Kathleen. And I rarely went to the set as we talk about and certainly didn't go to many sets on location. But I had to see what the Scientology Center was all about. And I was, uh, Ooh, yeah. I don't know if you remember filming there, Kathleen, but we, uh, we when you did the hotel, that was the Scientology Center. I don't have that. What, 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 yeah. Meaning that when she went on the date at the prom, oh, yeah, yeah, Brandon, yeah. Brandon, where you yeah. ended up dancing to Ace of Base was the Scientology Center on Franklin, the celebrity yeah, on Franklin. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, so that was one I I wanted to see and wanted to get out as soon as we went. Yeah, like you know, but I don't know if you have any memories Chuck, of, of that particular that building originally. Am I, am I right in saying that we just you triggered just a memory? Was that for Cedars? Me. Was that Cedars Hospital? Uh, Larry, no, no, it's the celebrity right center. Yeah. Am I am I right in saying that we filmed? I might be totally wrong. It might have been a, something else, but did we ever film at the old Ambassador Hotel? Where? Yeah, yeah they did, do a right? thing with uh, with Nat. They, uh, it's a date for Nat and Joni in season seven, I think. Uh, where I remember uh, that. Where, I remember yeah, we filmed that. at the Ambassador. We filmed the Queen Mary. Yeah, yeah, we filmed some yeah. Yeah. great locations. We're, we're going to talk about those things, but here they they team you up. Uh, you at some point early on when you're on the show, you go from Brandon to. Uh, to David. David, here's a quick little scene there. Wow, 
pretty good turnout. Yeah, let's just hope they're not all a bunch of techno dinks sit around trying to outdo each other with bits from mystery science theater. <laughs> okay, where's this guy you've been raving about? I don't know. He said he was going to be here. But I'm warning you right now, I have first dibs, okay? Mm -hmm. He's really kind of cute in a buzz cut, big footed kind of way. <laughs> there he is, right there. <clears throat> Look, I know your friend. You can have him. Donna! Let her go. Let her go. What's going on? It's a long story. It was the real bad ending. You and yeah, Donna? Yeah, for a couple years, since high school. Well, I don't know how to tell you this, but, um... I'm her new roommate. You moved into the beach apartment? Yeah. That means you're... You're in my old room. Oh, my God. Well, at least I won't have to give you directions, right? Yeah. Um, oh, I love that. Um, what about working with Brian? Great. I mean, Brian was, Brian was great. Brian definitely liked to give me shit and um, tease me a lot. Um, <laughs> I, think, um, I think you know it was always like an interesting thing like because as soon as you you know as soon as I became a regular it became very clear that like oh I'm gonna cycle through the guys because that's kind of what you have to do right vertically <laughs> um, vertically so, integrate yeah so it was like okay like I was with David and then I remember thinking like am I gonna be with Dylan like who am I gonna be with that you know like there was always sort of that question of wondering sort of like where's the storyline going to go and where am I going to end up? Um, and uh, yeah, it was, it was always sort of interesting too to see how people responded, how people sort of liked you with certain people and didn't like you with other people and, and you know, how the audience had a really strong sort of feeling and reaction usually about that. And the audience, I would think to some degree guys like would dictate that. Correct. I mean, the writing. Well, sure maybe after season five, but certainly oh, not. Well, I mean, yeah. you know, the fan. You know, we, we cared about the fans and who they were rooting for. Certainly, I mean, in, in yeah, long, but I mean, long, they the didn't dictate. Game. They didn't no. dictate. I mean, no. we. I think they did. Unfortunately, maybe with Jamie. Hmm. Oh. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but yeah. that again, that was season yeah. six. Different story. Yeah, for a different yeah. day. What was it like, Kathleen? Someone asked that question. I'm sorry, I missed who it was uh, in the room. What was it like working with Jamie Walters? We had him on our super show. He sang a song. It was incredible. He still sounds amazing. He's um, amazing. I love, I love him. And if like, I just, I haven't seen him in so many years, and we were really close. And um, I remember he did a show. At Canada's Wonderland in Toronto, and I remember when we were on hiatus, I was home in Toronto with my family, and I remember I went with my best friend Allison and my friend yes. Becky, and we went to his show at Canada's Wonderland, and it was like talk about talk about like craziness. I mean, literally, it was like we were kind of snuck in, and you know, they sat us at the front, and you know, just thousands and thousands of, of teenage girls losing their shit over Jamie. Right, right. I love that. Pepper, yeah. do you have any questions for Kathleen so far or comments? Well, I have a comment that I think the first time I was on this podcast, probably like two months ago, 
I said in passing, I don't remember Pete what you would ask, but I said it in passing and then I was really excited to find out that Kathleen was actually coming on because I feel like it's a good time to actually say it in a meaningful um, atmosphere. Okay. But I find that when I rewatch 90210, I, I've i always really loved it. As I said, like I loved the character of Claire's clothes. I loved her style. I loved that she was a little bit sarcastic, but I was a kid watching it, right? But when I watch it back now as an adult, I kind of equate the character of Claire with the character of Miranda on Sex and the City. Because when you watch Sex and the City originally, everybody wants to be a Carrie. And when you watch 90210 originally, everybody wants to be a Kelly or everybody maybe wants to be like a Donna. But now I feel like we should all be Claire's. Claire was smart and she was self-possessed and she was sort of sarcastic and she knew who she was. I mean, she had, when she first started, like she was a little bit of a wild child, but she was in high school and I get that's why. But as the show went on, I really, as an adult watching it, I really find that she was much more, I, I don't like to use the word role model, but like she was just a really interesting character. And so no. I maintain now that like we should all be Claire's, but watching it as a kid, I probably did want to be like the Kelly because that was the dream, right? Like right. a blonde California girl, cause I wasn't that. But now right. watching it back, I'm like, we should all be Claire's. She was Absolutely. the smartest, coolest one by far. What's your take on that, Kathleen? Should we all be Claire's? Yeah, I think it's sweet. I mean, it's 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 cute. It's sweet. It makes me feel really good to hear you say that. Um, it's taken me, as I told Pete, it's taken me, you know, I think one of the reasons I was really hesitant to do the show is like it's just taken me weirdly a really long time to feel like comfortable even talking about the show. And I don't know why. It's always been something that... Um, I don't know. It's, it's, it's hard to sort of articulate for me, but um, I think because it, I was so young that there's almost like a part of it and it was so heightened. The experience was so heightened that I've always been a bit um, and people have always been so curious about it and, and been so kind of um, in, in sort of, you know, the, the dark side of it or like the behind the scenes stuff of it that I've always been kind of protective about the experience. Um, so it, it's nice to hear you say, something that's like super positive that makes me feel um that, that it like it's genuine i guess i think it well, took, watching it. it's it took me a long time to understand that when people were really genuinely excited about the show that it was coming from like an authentic place and not sort of a um a place of like well we didn't really think it was very good but we were into it because we were young but like people genuinely love it so much and i think the fact that again like that it's so many years later and people still want to talk about it. Like it's, it's fascinating to me that. Yeah, I don't think the fandom is ironic at all. Like I think, or the nostalgia is ironic. I think no. that it's true. I think it's genuinely true. I mean. It's interesting for sure. Like there's a lot of eighties and nineties shows I'll rewatch that I love, but they're ridiculous. And I know that they're ridiculous. Yes. But I watch Mano 210 and I don't <laughs> think that I actually think it's a very good show. And I think the performances, especially Claire's, like it really held up. Like, yeah. well, that's like, very sweet. Yeah, I don't think it, I don't think that anything about your character or a lot of the characters, but especially the character of Claire seems dated. I mean, a couple of hairstyles maybe, but like the actual <laughs> persona does not seem dated at all. Okay. Chuck, I know you've talked about that sometimes too, about feeling like you didn't want to talk about the show for a long time, right? Isn't that something that you said to me once at some point as well? Uh, yes, yes, it's true. <laughs> The only person I talk about it with was, was Karen or Larry. Uh, 
And I was always surprised. And Sherry Weiss. Sherry Weiss is the first that penetrated my... We really, You really need to talk about this now? But mm-hmm. then again, I've gotten a lot of pride from it as we had the fans on. And this. But I want to say something about uh, uh, you know Kathleen, because everybody's talking about the right thing. You was how cute you were, how funny you were, and the snark, and 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 your style. But you're always also near and dear to my heart, as Larry knows that you know I I loved all the 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 couples and the switching and all that stuff. But I was more as we started the show and it's original. I was about the social drama. And when you look in season five, we didn't have many social drama, maybe one or two. And you had the starring role in one that I remember the look on Dan McDermott's face when I said, and we're going to do an episode about torture. (laughs) And I don't know, you probably not remember this one at all. Pete will send it to you. It's called Homecoming. And it was when uh, a A dictator man from um, that that your father knew and very close and was like your uncle turned out to be someone who was uh, an authoritarian. And the way you shifted in realized and then ultimately accepted um, was a really terrific dramatic turn, even though, you know, it was always other things that we all saw and responded to. You were also really strong in that. And it wasn't surprising to me as you followed up in your career that you did have a lot of more straight dramatic Dramatic roles. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good episode. Yeah, it was again, you know, some more some more looks. Let's see some more some more Kathleen looks. There's this. Ooh, that was fun. <laughs> yeah. There's this. Oh, yeah. I remember the hair. Yep. <laughs> this is you uh, searching oh, for aliens. Oh, that's go bang in the night. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that one. That's cute. Yeah. There's, there's this. I think that's the episode her and David first make love. Oh, yeah. That's an interesting one. I'm not sure about that one. Skiing. You guys went skiing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's here's another look. Oh, that's a good one, Molly. <laughs> that was um. Oh God, who was the designer? That was like super. That was a really great one. That was um. I want to say it was Catherine Hamnet, or it was um, maybe Helmet Lang. But I remember that velour jacket. I remember buying it and being like, Oh my yes. God, so cool! And I remember like Tori and all the girls were making fun of me, saying I looked like Larry from Three's Company. <laughs> it was like naturally, yeah, yeah, cool. Yep, that was a good such one. a dated show. Okay, here, here's some more, right? Oh, wow, mm. this is Unreal World. Nice. I sent some clips Ooh. from that one. Do you remember that where you guys were the, the, yep. the real world? Yeah, yep. what are your memories of doing that episode specifically? Oh, don't ask me. <laughs> you break um, up with you break up with David in the episode, which I had forgotten. Right. We just watched it and went, "Oh, okay, that was cool." Yeah, yeah, that we that was yeah. a lot of. It was interesting to use the, and we'll do a deep dive on it someday. Yes. to use the um, you know, they all, the it character, the show. all yeah. these because it allowed people to play other characters, and then wow. other things came out about their personal lives playing the other characters. Right. So yeah. that, that was a pretty interesting, convoluted episode, and. Um, was that the one, my favorites. Was that the one where I was wearing like the plaid shirt and was acting like a dude? Yes. Yeah. 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 That's, yeah. I think that's the one. You did that. You did it again, though, when you were trying to teach Steve a lesson because he was too uh, 
macho or something like that. You did so you may have done that. I've done it a couple times. Okay. Yeah, I think in this episode, Unreal World, you're playing Beth, who's kind of a shy girl, and then right. the, thing is the, the reveal is that you kind of all of a sudden take Steve in front of David's eyes and kiss him. Right. I have that clip somewhere here. Yes. Yeah, we should show that. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't have it. Okay, but I do. What I, I do have is this one I wanted to. This goes. This now goes into uh, a little bit later. This is season six. Sorry, Chuck. Okay, then I get to be quiet. Okay. <laughs> I think it is. Matt, tell me, has anyone come in here asking for someone by the name of Tenderheart? Yeah, uh, a little while ago. She's uh, she's sitting over there. Saying isn't so. <laughs> Cuddles. Tenderheart. I can't believe this is happening to me. Oh God, this is a nightmare. And to think I was ready to give up my freedom for you. Ah, uh, you're not the only one that's disappointed here. Okay, see, Mr. Sensitive, Mr. Love makes me cry. Oh, please. I thought I was coming here to meet Mother Teresa and Claudia Schiffer's body. So I stretched the truth a bit. A bit? Stuff it, all right? Well, I didn't lie about everything. I am free tonight. Me too. I had a, um, a date, but I, I ditched him. Can I buy you a cup of coffee? Cuddles? Yeah. Why not? Tender heart. I mean, everybody's loving this. Yeah, internet uh, dating. Claire and Steve, working with yeah. Ryan. Tell me about Claire and Steve. Everybody wants to know, too, if Claire thinks that she should, that, that if Kathleen thinks Claire belongs with Steve. Um, well, I know that the audience certainly felt that way. I mean, people were obsessed with them together, um, loved them together. Uh, and I think it was really funny because, again, by the time my character got together with Steve, it was near, you know, it was sort of, I don't know, what season was it, you know? Um, I think it was season six. I think it was, because it was right after, well, you broke up with Brian in Unreal World. That's yeah. I think it's season six, the beginning of season six, you know? But yeah, internet, internet dating. I mean, it was- I remember, I mean, I remember when I got the script and it was clear that the writers were moving in the territory of like, oh, Steve and Claire. And I remember thinking, oh, this partnership is ridiculous because Steve is so straight and he's such a kind of frat, frat boy. And Claire is literally, as we've discussed, you know, kind of punk rock and like you couldn't have a weirder pair. And how is that ever going to work? Um, and I think that was exactly why it worked. I think yeah. the fact that they were such opposites and that like he kind of got a kick out of her and she was kind of like, you're so not for me, but you weirdly are for me. Um, I think that's what made that relationship kind of work, um, that they were so different and so opposite. And, you know, in real life, I think Ian and I too were very different. We got along great and we had a great working relationship, but we were also very different. And so I think that that was really what ultimately made that, relationship click 
Yeah. You know, I was going to say that the characters, you know, both made each other better people, which was really interesting. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's why, why it really worked, worked so really well. Yeah, for but sure. Yeah, we really liked it. Yeah, for sure. And of stuff. course, I mean, we, we actually, but you, of course you had the prince also. We thought that was a, a way to go also. We had Prince Carl. We actually had the actor, Nick Carriazes. Car- Car- what was his Carriazes? That's right. Close enough. Yeah. Yeah, close enough. Not he came more. on the show. We talked to him. Uh, then you got to do some stuff like this with Ian. Break this up. Yeah, he'll be better in a second. Oh. oh. You know, I've been thinking. That night in the hotel room? Yeah, me too. Claire, it's not like, uh, I'm not attracted to you. I am. And I'm attracted to you, too. I just don't think we'd work as a couple. No, I mean, you're a typical male chauvinist frat guy. And you're a self-righteous, stuck-up snob. We'd hate each other. I hate you now. Not as much as I hate you. You wanna? Uh-huh. Yeah. I thought you never asked. Give me. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> We got no thank you from Ian. I got no thank you from Ian. You know nothing. Not even a, not even a card or facts. Oh, that was good. Some good stuff. All right, let's see. People are saying uh, Kathleen and Ian, amazing chemistry. It came off so natural. Great acting. Uh, Brian says Claire and Steve probably were the best and most stable couple of the college years. So a lot of uh, a lot of positivity around. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, let's see. Now you got to go on. We Larry talked about this too. You got to go on the Queen Mary, and watch the Goo Goo Dolls in an episode. Uh, do you remember doing that and watching the Google Dolls and all that? I do. And didn't we also have? I mean, we had the Flaming Lips too, right? Oh yeah, Flaming Lips. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, Flaming Lips. Uh, Chuck was there for that. Yeah, it was. Uh, that was the uh, the Donner Stalker episode, that which you get almost cool. gets raped. I was pretty uh, yeah. about that. I was pretty That's, excited about that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah lips. It got down to between the flaming lips and Hootie and the Blowfish. <laughs> Very confused me. When I didn't want Hootie and the Blowfish. So I was like, okay, what are these guys? Fine. Uh, also in season six, you're working with Emma Caulfield a bunch. What was Emma like? She was great. She was really, um, I remember her and I really, uh, we sort of got along right away. We, were, we had sort of more energy and, um, she's very, she's, I haven't seen her in honestly, I don't even know how many years, but, but I always liked her. She was very smart and, and, uh, we got along great. Yeah. She's a mom now and she, she's doing great. She looks fantastic. She, oh, you know, great. she was a real great energy and she was on the she show. She told us that the security guard used to confuse the two of you and didn't know. Oh, what, interesting. Really? Yeah. And he always thought you were each other. Huh. Um, Here's a great, uh, well, this is one from season seven I wanted to talk about because I feel like it's an important Claire moment as we're getting towards the end of uh, her character and run on the show. I think this is one of the things that people think, you know, identify with Claire.
thought that's i think that's awesome i think that's one of the best uh claire scenes what do you remember about singing and all that beautiful well i i don't remember why it was written that i i mean because i'm not a singer but my voice sounds pretty good well we had a thing about your mother you know we it was it's all incredible, your mother, your voice incredible. yeah that's so weird. I don't remember. We must have asked, I think we must have asked you, though. We you must, must have, have asked you. Yeah. And I feel like my brother-in-law, Jim, who's a musician, maybe helped me with it. Like, I remember working on it. And I remember being very nervous about having to sing because I'm not a singer. Um, but, God, it does sound pretty, it does sound pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that's really good. Our friend Sarah Brown says, "Ha ha ha! You can sing, girl." So yeah. there, our friend. I, I think Phil Sabbath. Phil Sabbath also had a big part in, in that one because he he was the the guy on the set, you know, for that talent show. Chuck, it was the senior talent show at the end of end of college. I tell you that. This yeah, is the song used to sing there. Mm -hmm. I have a question for you, Larry, because I I had never seen the scene, the episode, and right, saw the right. scene, and really loved it, and loved your singing, and assumed you were a singer when you got to the second half of it and was really true. But Larry, what I didn't understand, she, Claire got an standing ovation that went on and on and on as if this was Robbie Robertson in the band's last concert. <laughs> what, what was that standing ovation for? I mean, I, think, I don't know. I, I think everyone felt so bad for her. Because she overcame her she vulnerability yeah. and her insecurity. I got it. And in fact, there was a line, I, you know, I pulled some okay. lines of, of Claire's out, which I just thought they were really defined her character. And one of them was, uh, you know, what's so great about being vulnerable? That's how you get hurt. Right. Which I thought. And then her other classic one is uh, other things she's into, sex, rock, and really decent literature, which I thought was good. And then are you freaked out because of who my father is? Which we have that T-shirt. Which we always like. Today. Yeah. He's got right now. Yeah, I mean, there's there some really good stuff that really I thought defined her. And also the simple one was, I expect a lot of people. Claire was a very judgmental character, and that's why she was so difficult. I'll tell about her. But yeah. also also good on her on, on Steve, because she made him better. Uh, Lindsay wants to know, what was your favorite Claire storyline? Hmm. My goodness. Um... I mean, it's kind of hard to beat the opening. I, I think like her intro stuff, not to say that the writing did get better, obviously, as it went along. Um, it's always sort of annoying to say the beginning stuff was the best. As a writer, I apologize if that if you hear it as that. But I mean, I think her intro stuff was really strong and really cool. Um, you know, just sort of the introduction of who she was and the backstory and, and the initial relationship with Brandon, I thought was, was pretty was pretty fun to, was pretty fun for me also i think it was it was my first experience on the show so um you know i think that that always will hold sort of a special place for me mm -hmm. uh michelle wants to know who should claire have ended up with um donna <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, you know uh i don't know 
Okay. Um, well, Tori, working with her, she had to be great, right? I mean, I what was love her? I love her, love her, love her. She was like my, she was my comfort zone. She was the nicest of everybody um, to me. And uh, we were fast friends. Like we just clicked and connected right away. And she was, she was just the most welcoming, um, cool human that, you know, uh, there could be you know, there could have been like, I just loved, I just loved her. And we worked together years later on scary movie too. And we became, we became fast friends again. And, um, you know, we've stayed, we stay in touch a little bit. Through text and stuff, but life's obviously so busy with kids and everything, but I, I, I love Tori. She's, she's actually like, whenever people ask me like, what's your fondest memory of 90210? I always say my friendship with her. Mm, that's really awesome. What about Luke? I mean, you know, it's such a, bittersweet thing to talk about now but um he was wonderful and he was you know i think i've told this story before but I'll, i always remember like the first day i met him he i was in the trailer and you know i was brand new and i was super nervous and he kind of waltzed into the trailer in cowboy boots and no shirt and uh was chatting with somebody and i remember just kind of like not even wanting to look at him because he was so handsome that i just was like oh my gosh you know, and, and in being introduced to him for the first time and just thinking like he just was so, he just had such a, he was, he was magnetic, you know, he just had like this energy about him. It was, it was really, yeah. um, incredible. Yeah. Larry, what was the advice that um, he gave Emma Caulfield? Do you remember what Luke told him? To, uh, the, uh, how are the bitches treating you? <laughs> uh, what did he say? What was the advice? Something uh, like that, yeah. Uh, yeah, first he'd say, well, yeah, that's what he would say. In fact, Something he said that to basically every guest star, I thought. How are the bitches are. treating you? Yeah. They really had to do some wild stuff, Kathleen. Uh, there's this. This is just an image. I'm not going to play the clip. <laughs> oh yeah! Uh, Mr. Walsh goes to Washington. Chuck loves this. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, yeah. unfortunately, it was all our fantasies. <laughs> we got to really live out our five years. We exploited all these lovely actors, you know, with our fantasies. It's fantastic <laughs> seeing it now. I understand I it finally. Yep. Uh, you remember shooting that with Dina Mayer? I do, and I, I'm. Am I right in saying that I had to kiss her? I think maybe I don't know. I don't think. I don't think, I don't think it, if you did, it didn't make the final cut. Oh, yeah, maybe so. That, that footage, we really need to find that. <laughs> and see. I feel it. Like, yeah, I, I do remember it. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's see. We have some more questions here. Mm, oh, so tell me about this. I just saw this pop up today. Uh, you're doing this. I am. You're joining oh, an ABC show. This is really oh, exciting. Fantastic. I am. Ka-ching, ka-ching. I know. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Triage sounds. Uh... Network is the only game left. So enjoy it while you can. That's. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I actually have my cast dinner by Zoom in 45 minutes. Oh, there you go. I'm going to get to meet all the cast. So, uh, yeah, it's exciting. Well, it's really cool. I hope it's a great experience for you. Um, Stuart wants to know what did you have most in common with Claire Arnold, and what what did you have least in common with Claire? I mean, I felt like I was pretty. I feel I feel like the character of 
Claire was very me. I mean, like just the sarcasm and the, you know, the edginess of her, like was totally me. Um, um, and the, you know, the kind of shit disturber is definitely me. Um, but yeah, I'm just thinking of like, what wasn't, what wasn't like, um, I mean, I feel like I was pretty, I feel like we had a lot of similarities. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay, and then you you know obviously the character leaves the show, um, yeah. and season seven. Um, was that a, were were you offered to come back, and was that a tough decision to leave at that point? It was offered to come back, and it was a very um, you know in retrospect when I look back on it now it was so I was you know again I was so young and I was I was genuinely just kind of ready to do something new um, I had done. 99 episodes, which I think is so funny. I didn't do a hundred. I did 99. Um, and I genuinely just wanted to do other stuff. Um, and I also wanted to weirdly, um, I'd never had any training as an actor and I, um, anyway, I decided that I, that I wanted to, to leave and it wasn't, at all because of anything negative. It wasn't because I didn't enjoy the experience. It wasn't because I didn't like doing it. I just genuinely was kind of like, okay, I've done this. I'm young. I want to do something else. And I remember um, Aaron, I, I remember being called in my agent and myself. We went into Aaron's office and they thought I was holding out for more money. And they brought me in and they were like, we were like, okay, what do we need to do to basically get you to come back? Like, is it a, this is clearly a financial thing? And I was like, oh no, it's totally not a financial thing. Like, it has nothing to do with money. And I remember, you know, them kind of upping the upping the offer and making the deal sweeter. And I remember just saying, like, you know, and I was so, I was so kind of earnest and 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 genuine about it. I was just like, oh, thank you so much, but like, it has nothing to do with money, and it has nothing to do with. With anything other than just I, you know, I'm ready to, to try to try something else. Um, and I was, you know, at the time I was doing, you know, I was very much like I want to be an indie film actress, and I was doing movies that were at Sundance, and um, you know, dating an independent filmmaker, and that was like my headspace. Like I was just kind of like I want that, and I want to do that, and I've done this, and and so I remember it was it was really hard though. I remember Tori was really kind of bombed and disappointed and and it was definitely awkward you know um like letting everybody know that I decided that I wasn't going to come back but um but it really just came from a completely honest genuine place it didn't at all come from a place of I don't want to do this anymore for any negative reason it was just genuinely a really you know um like a 22 year old girl being like I want to do something different you know yeah Totally. Um, Michelle wants to know if your son has seen uh, 90210. (laughs) (laughs) He's seen clips and he, I just, he can't believe that it's, he's just like, oh my God, mom, what are you, like, what is happening? What are you wearing? And what is going on with your hair? Like, he just thinks it's hilarious. I I haven't let him watch full episodes yet because it's a bit too, it's a bit too racy for him. You can say that. So you left the show um, and you went on to doing other things. I know I love you in Boss. I think that that's one of my favorite roles that you took after the show. Uh, what are you working on now? What was your experience like working on Boss? And and kind of keep us updated where you are so how people can find you and all that. Yeah, Boss was amazing. It was definitely um, 
kind of the the dream role. Oh. Uh, Kelsey was incredible, and um, Gus Ben Sant was you know just it was a dream experience for sure. And um, yeah, I mean, I've I've been recently I've been writing a lot, and I have very much sort of uh, two kind of separate careers. I'm obviously an actor still, um, but I but I also um, I'm writing and and. Um, doing a new project for Barry Jenkins and I'm doing a new project with aggregate that's um, Jason Bateman's company and I'm working on um, a bunch of features and I just did I, I just show ran my first show which was swimming with sharks um, which was with Diane Kruger and Kiernan Shipka and Donald Sutherland um, so that I'm editing that right now and we're, we're uh, working on that um, so yeah lots of different fun interesting things yeah absolutely oh, great stuff perry any other any other questions or comments for kathleen before we let her go my my last question was actually going to be about boss because i was a huge fan of that show oh, i loved you. it yeah loved i loved it too i'm excited to watch you on triage though thank you yeah yeah definitely awesome. Well, Kathleen, I'm all about gratitude these days, and I, you know, I can't even know how to word the gratitudes for to you because of uh, just nervousness and all that. But um, I just want to tell you, thank you so much for coming on here. Thank you for meeting me. Uh, thank you know, for having me, it was really fun. It was really nice to watch all that old stuff, though. Just you know great memories for sure. But I have to let you know when we started to first talk about having you on, everybody wanted you to come by because of how much they love you in the role, uh, what you brought to it. And as we've been talking to you and hearing what you brought to Claire, uh, obviously we love you because uh, it, it comes from uh, it comes from a really, really good place. So thank you so much for coming on this. Uh, I want to let everybody know that we're doing a tweet along, right, Larry, with Pluto TV. Wow, uh, yeah. So Friday, we picked out a couple of Claire episodes. As the episodes pop up, we're going to be tweeting along uh, some really cool things that we discovered here on the podcast. So make sure that you tune in for that. Chuck, me and you are going to season one next week, right? That's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, yes, going back to the season one. Back to the Leatherstone. He said, story and one man and a baby. Kathleen, I think the world of you, thank you so much for Thanks coming so here. And, so good uh, to see you, kid. You too, wonderful. guys. Really yeah, great. it was great. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye, -bye. Bye, -bye. Bye, -bye.